Hello, listeners, and welcome to Randomosity. I'm your host, Rand. Last time I talked about what video games I thought would be perfect for a movie adaption, and then I talked about the Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer, which I'm super excited about. This was like a fan-like um, request, because I was like giving some topics of what I should talk about in my next episode. And the ones that came up the most was what's going to happen in Hocus Pocus 2. And since Disney Plus is going to have it stream through that, that streaming service, we're going to be able to see um, what happens with uh, Hocus Pocus 2. And I talked about this a while ago in one of my posts, like when I was just writing for movie pilot of like what I think would happen in Hocus Pocus 2 and stuff. And I heard like rumors that there was going to be a Hocus Pocus 2 and then I heard that it wasn't going to happen and stuff. With like the rumors happening back and forth of like it happening and it not happening and it's finally happening. I mean they even had like a book that was made as like a sequel to the movie that took place in 2018. And I haven't read the book but I did watch like a YouTube video of YouTube, uh, sorry, I, I watched a YouTube book review on it, so I'm going to be like going through and basing on them, so if they, if I'm wrong, it's because of them, so anyway, I haven't read it, but I'm thinking of reading the sequel to it, and I'm going to give like a list of things of what I want to happen in the Hocus Pocus sequel, and this is just a formula that I think would work with any um long-awaited sequels that should happen and first off you got to have the same cast or at least the remaining cast that's going to come in you're going to have this i think it would be perfect to have the sanderson sisters coming back max danny allison billy butcherson the bullies aka jay and ernie well i mean ice in this case so those type of people have to come back and and I'm going to go into detail as to why they have to come back, especially with the bullies, because I think the bullies would have like a key role in this. Again, I haven't read the book. I'm just going to go over like a review uh, from the review of the YouTube video that I saw. And we can go off of that. The second thing that needs to happen is you can bring back Thackeray Binks. And since he's not going to come back as a talking cat, because we saw in the movie he died, and then he we saw his spirit, and he was reunited with his sister Emily. So that's where we left off there. So then that would mean that Thackeray Binks would have to come back as a spirit. And even his sister could come back, Emily, as a spirit. But it would be kind of hard to do, because normally like when you see like a ghost or a spirit in movies they stay the same age they or they are like they look what they would have looked like um after they they die and stuff like that so with these actors already grown up we might we have to do like one or two things one we would have to de-age some of the characters like for uh the person who plays thackeray binks He's still alive and kicking, obviously. So, And if we were to bring him back, we would have to do some de-aging. And we have the technology, so we can do that. The hard part of like bringing Emily back, you would have to bring the likeness of her facial features that were in the first one 
again with like de-aging or stuff or you can even use like deep fake in, that, in this case to put her face there and you'd have to have like a stand-in girl that matched her height um her likeness and stuff like that because it's been a long time since uh since Hocus Pocus was out on video and stuff. So a lot of things have happened over the years. Anyway, so that's one thing they could do. They could do something with like a Princess Leia, like they did with Rogue One, and got like a body stand in and used um, Carrie Fisher's likeness to go o mask over the character who is portraying Carrie Fisher's character as Princess Leia because of her likeness with the height and stuff like that. So that's one thing we would have to do with Emily. And and the third thing that has to happen is like, uh, where are they left off? Because we noticed that um, close to the end of the movie, it even led to a possible sequel because the last thing that we saw was that we saw... Both of the bullies um, in the cage, in their little bird cage, just, just like in with Mad Mardigan from Willow. They're just hanging there and just like almost like left there to die, if you, if you think of it that way. And they're all alone with the book, the book with the eye in the middle of it. So that's where we left off. And it kind of led, it was leading to a sequel to where we would see they are singing the song like row 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 you boat or something yeah they were singing that song so maybe that could be like a little segue to the sequel that we will be seeing like what will happen like did they escape or did they stay there for a long time did anybody notice that they were missing so we got to answer those questions for those two bullies even though they were like mean to max like they just were like took his shoes and called him hollywood because he wasn't from um he wasn't from there. So anyway, and the other thing they got to answer is like um, all those kids that were lured by one of the West, uh, sorry, one of the Sanderson sisters, and they were just like w wandering aimlessly at night. So if the spell broke after they died, then what's going to happen to those kids? Like, are they going to be like, like wake from their trances and just be like, where am I? And then they're going to have to find their way home or something because then maybe some of them have never been to the Sanderson house or something like that so they'll be lost and try to find their way home I mean they were like walking there until like five in the morning until the spell broke so we got to answer those questions for that with the follow-up and and I'll get to more more about that later but that's where we left off we just left off with um, seeing the two bullies in the cages in the bird cages and we saw the book with the eye closed for a little bit and then the eye opened as like signifying that oh i'm still alive or like i'm still functional and then we saw the credits rolling and heard um one of the sanderson sisters singing i've got a spell on you so that's how it ended so of course there's going to be a sequel and we're going to get that so we've got to answer those um questions of like where we left off we can't just like leave things hanging as like a cliffhanger sometimes cliffhangers work but in this case if you're if the ending of your movie ends with like it possibly being a sequel you got to do something with that you've got to pay off that that ending and make sure you answer those questions because if it goes unanswered then people are going to create all these fan theories and then they're going to be like off topic or like not relevant and then we won't know what's going to happen so yeah that's one thing we need to do and the fourth thing that needs to happen is like 
we noticed in the first movie that um, over time with like the witches adapting to the time period they weren't like aware of what was happening like they were calling roads um a black river like paved roads a black river and um there's even like one scene where um the head uh sanderson's sister she was trying to pull over max as he was driving and stuff and it was and i saw this on cinemason so it was all like wondering now like wondering how do they know to use like um car terms like pull over and stuff like that within this shortest time span that they had of like being in modern america so we just had to they have to adapt to modern technology like now we have iphones we have all these advanced technology that they didn't have in the 90s so they're gonna have to figure out how to uh, deal with the modern technology in today's society so and it'll be kind of funny to see how they would interact with iPhones, maybe. Or maybe they could use it as a device. Like, even, like, cell phones would be perfect. Because, like, there's even a quote going around, or it was, like, a while back ago, but it was, like, saying that the cell phone is a devil's tool. So maybe they could use a cell phone as a tool to get what they need and stuff like that. So that's something that they could do. And we're going to take a little break. And we're back. And the fifth thing that should happen is, like, that I think should be answered. This is another thing that goes back to number three, like, where they left off. But it's, like, with Max. Because if you notice in the movie, Max is holding the remaining potion and, like, like threatening to shatter it in front of uh, Winnie. That's her name. I remember now. Uh, Winnie Sanderson. Or Winifred, if you want to get technical. So he's threatening to smash it, and then Winifred is saying, if you smash it, then the girl will die. So then we see Max. He drinks the potion. And with him drinking the potion, he is free game to, ha to have his life sucked out of him and stuff like that. And that's what happens. Like, the, the main witch uh, takes him and begins to suck the life out of him and we don't know how much life is taken from him he's just like dangling there holding on to the broomstick and she's just sucking as much as she can she's being selfish too because she's the only witch doing this and the other two sisters are just like staying there and just like witnessing it happening so i'm all like thinking these two witches are dumb because they're like she's taken all of his essences and they're just waiting there like they're gonna die if they don't get some of the essence from Max. Anyway, my question that needs to be answered here for Max's, um, like, dealings in that situation is, like, how much life did he lose? Kind of like uh, with what happened with Wesley in The Princess Bride. Like, um, he had, like, one year sucked out of his life at first, and then all of a sudden, like, a Prince Humperdinck got, like, super jealous that he wasn't going to get... Um, uh, his bride to be and yeah it was buttercup i remember now yeah it's been a while since i've seen that movie i'm gonna watch it again but anyway he was super jealous at, at wesley for um uh, buttercup still loving him even after he uh rescued him and stuff like that so he pushed it up to 50 so he lost 50 years of his life so now i'm wondering if there's going to be anything that's going to be um brought into the sequel to indicate that max doesn't have like a long lifespan because of what happened when he drank the potion like how much life did he lose when he was doing that because she was sucking everything in and 
So we don't know, maybe he lost like 20 years of his life. And that could be like the key uh, pivotal point in the story that they have to try to find a way to, um, I guess, ex uh, make Max's life longer than it was because he was robbed of it. So that would be something cool to see in the movie. It would be like a more serious tone, but it would be a question that needs to be answered like um, I thought of just just recently. And the number six thing is um, uh, we learn in the book, this is coming off from the book now, and again, I haven't read it, so you can misquote me, quote me, whatever you want to do, but I got it from like a reliable source on YouTube, so they read it, so I'm going to base it on there. But I will read it eventually when I have time. Right now I'm reading some other books, so for now, we're just going to, we're going to be basing it on a YouTube person who read it, and hopefully they're right. But from what I hear in the sequel of the book, and it's kind of weird with the title of the book, I think it's called like Hocus Pocus, the sequel. And we're like, really? You could come up with a better title than that. It's almost like the title for um, um, what they have streaming on Disney Plus now, and I haven't seen it. I'm not a huge fan of uh, High School Musical, but it's like the High School Musical, the musical, the series, and we're like, there's a lot of thes in there. There's a lot of subtitles in there. Why? And same thing for like Hocus Pocus, the sequel. I'm like, yeah, we know it's a sequel, but if you could do something clever, make it a different title. And I'll get to that later of what I think the title should be instead of it being called Hocus Pocus, the sequel. Because it's just too corny and 90s corny in that case. Because it's like um, one of the TV shows from Disney, Xenon, the sequel. Or it's Xenon the Zequel. It's like funny but corny. So, yeah. Anyway, we could do something better. We're in the 2019s, merging into 2020s. We can do so much better than make a title like that. Anyway, going back to number six, uh, we learned from the book that Max and Allison get married and they have a daughter named Poppy. So, we'll have to introduce that way. So, it's going to be kind of like passing the baton or the torch to a younger audience. So, that's good that they have that there. And, or maybe Max doesn't get married to Allison. We'll see what happens in the twist. They might change it up a little bit, but I don't know. Max and Allison getting married, it's an expected payoff, but at the same time, it's like you could do something else. Like, maybe they went their separate ways and they got married and then they got divorced and then they then they come back that would be, could be something that could be um, relevant to today's society with like um, marital problems and stuff like that and more relatable to families that are dealing with that i think that would be cool if they did that the seventh thing that should have happened is like it says that the movie takes place in 2018 and i mentioned that before so it's now gonna have to take place in 2020 in current in that time period if they're going to release at that time so and i don't know how much has changed since 2018 but they will have to update some of the things that will happen like um technology for example like maybe we got some more stuff on there so we'll see what happens with that one and the eighth thing is in the book the spell book is missing and i don't quite agree with this like um why it would be missing because we clearly saw at the end of the movie that it's still in the Sanderson house and it even opened its eye indicating that it's still functional so I'm like wondering like how did it get missing I haven't read the book so I'm just like wondering they shouldn't do that so and and what happens in the book is like instead of um using the book they use an Ouija board 
yeah, an Ouija board, not a Luigi board. But anyway, and they use that, like one of the people or somebody, I'm assuming it was Poppy, I haven't read the book, but somebody uses the an Ouija board to summon the witches. And they're all like thinking, well, Ouija boards usually summon spirits. It does, well, they would be dead, yes, but witches are kind of different than spirits, I would think, because... They have to be summoned by some spells and stuff. But then again, I guess, like, dead witches could come back that way. Well, they did before in Hocus Pocus. So, yeah, scratch that one. But I would think that the book would bring them back. I think that's the only thing that would bring them back. Like, using a Ouija board, it'll be, like, to me, be weird because of what happened recently of, like, two movies coming out basing it on the Ouija board. Well, even like Paranormal Activity did that too with the Ouija board. But there are two movies specifically that heavily drawn their inspiration from that that little small game. I haven't played it. I don't want to. Anyway, uh, from that, from learning that is in the book, I don't want that to be in the sequel of the, of the movie for Hocus Pocus 2. I... I want them to bring back the book because it's something familiar and they can do something new with it. Maybe maybe make it a picture book or something like that. Uh, it pops out with weird things. I don't know. Or maybe the book would be available online. Like somebody sells it on eBay or something like that. Or somebody makes a book available online so you, you can use it on your phone and stuff and swipe it on, swipe the pages with your thumb on the phone so it's not like a... A tangible object that would be something scary actually because then anybody could use a book and summon spells that would be something cool that they could do and we're going to take a little break and we're back in the book it talks about that there's a fourth sanderson sister named elizabeth and she's actually a good witch so this is kind of like i feel like that they're ripping off from the book the witches by Roald Dahl because there are some evil witches there and I'll get to that later but though there's some evil witches there but eventually there was like one good witch that that helped and was able to bring balance and make everything right so it was kind of interesting there's like a fourth Sanderson sister that tries to help um, like they said in the book it says that this fourth Sanderson sister named Elizabeth tried to help Emily Binks at the very beginning so that she wouldn't die and stuff. So, like, she's good that way. I don't know all her roles in that one. But, yeah, we'll see what happens. But anyway, and number 10, we have, going back to the bullies that I talked about before with Ernie, a.k.a. Ice, and Jay. I don't know what happens with Jay because I didn't read the book. I didn't read the book anyway. But from the review, the YouTuber said that Ernie becomes a park ranger and wants to protect the kids because of the experience he had. And I'm assuming that the experience he had, he probably saw some of the kids that were that were walking aimlessly to the Sanderson house, and he was all like um, thinking, well, I know what I want to do with my life. I want to become a park ranger and save all these kids. So I'm like, that could work. Or maybe they could do something that happened in the movie It with the bully in that case, like... Maybe they went to jail or something because they were trespassing. Because when you think of it logically, when police officers go into like the Sanderson house and it's supposed to be like this um, closed off area, they probably um, 
trespass there. Like the police officers would be thinking that they trespassed there. So then they would have to go to jail because of what they did. And maybe they couldn't get bailed out or something and something bad happens. So then the bullies become the bad guys instead of um, the park rangers. I think that would be cool because then it'd be like a nice twist of what happened in in the movie It and also in the book because a bully goes to jail because he did something wrong and then it pennywise was able to use him to get what he wants and everything like that so it'd be cool in my opinion if the sequel when they make the sequel i think they should make the bullies into the bad guys still and maybe have some redemption afterwards but for now i just want them to be still bad guys because i don't like bullies for number 11 in the book you find out that the teen boy which is there's like a teen boy, I can't remember his name, but the YouTuber said that the teen, there's a teen boy witch and his eye was used to be placed inside the, on the cover of the spell book. And that's where it comes from. And he is somewhat related to Billy Butcherson, either if he was like a relative or like a good friend. It, I, it doesn't like indicate to, to what relations he had. And that's another thing when you see is like a Billy Butcherson coming back that would be cool but honestly i think that they should take that part out and not worry about where the eye came from like i was under the impression that the eye came from like some demon like a devil or something or or like the the devil himself was using some guy that was like one of this uh, sanderson sisters lover or something and just used his eye and also the skin to make the cover of the book and that's how they got the spells and stuff like that yeah, I just think that that would be really weird to have, like, an eye from somebody that's a nice guy. I think it has to be made from something evil or, like, through an evil act. And the twelfth thing that I need, I would like to happen, which probably won't, but we'll see, the title of the book. I think they should change that. Or the title of the movie. I think they should change it. Instead of it being, like, um, Hocus Pocus, a sequel, they should call it there's been like fan-made posters going up there like saying hocus pocus the witch is back that would be perfect because winifred actually said that in the first movie so that would be perfect to use that as a sequel title and it would be just like what happened with Zombieland, because Zombieland with the sequel they used double tap and that was a rule mentioned in the first movie so that would be perfect to use that as a, as a sequel title so yeah if you do something like that, or at least do double double or double trouble, and that's a kind of corny corny title, but at least it has like the word double in it to indicate that it is a sequel instead of it being called Hocus Pocus the sequel. It's just really weird. It's two nineties. Again, I would just like say that the sequel for Hocus Pocus would have to be The Witch Is Back or Double Trouble. And we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to talk more about witches. And we're back. And the next thing, well, last time we were just talking about what we wanted to happen in the Hocus Pocus sequel. And the next topic I'm going to be talking about is witches. And I'm just going to be talking about different types of witches. Well, in literature, I learned this when I was working at UVU for um, helping with a Shakespeare website that was run by a Canadian company. Anyway, and I did some research through like Shakespeare literature and I found that there's two different types of uh, 
of witches. There is one that's more animalistic and creature in, in nature, and they're really monstrous. Like, um, yes, they do conjure spells and stuff like that, but they're more, like, scary. They're more monster than women, if you think of it that way. Like, yeah, it's just, like, really weird. Like, something that you would see from the the book the witcher or like even the video game and even the tv series which i haven't seen yet but i want to because i've read the books and they're really cool and yeah i highly recommend the books they're really awesome i haven't uh, uh played the games i'm not much of a gamer the most the game that i usually play played when i was younger was like abe's odyssey or command and conquer red alert and i even played mortal Kombat. but i did play nazi zombies and halo and stuff but other than that i'm not like a huge gamer so i am a movie buff and so yeah that's me and the other witch is like a normal human witch, but the, these type of witches are the witches that learn how to conjure spells from those creature-like witches. So yeah, there's two different types of witches in literature, and both are evil. There are some good witches too, but main, they're mainly known for being evil. So yeah, so those are two different witches that you can encounter in the literature that I've noticed. And... As far as like witches go, there are different types of witches that you can find in cinema. I'm going to go over the ones that stand out the most because of how unique and strange they are. So this one is like the witches are like the grand high witch in the movie or and book by Roald Dahl, The Witches. And they look normal on the outside, but when when they like um, reveal themselves, they are bald and they have like, um, there's this, their scalp is like really itchy. So they, um, itch all the time and they've got like, um, they would wear gloves to hide their claw like hands and they have purple eyes that glow and they have no toes. So it'd be kind of hard for them to walk, but they do and stuff like that. So, that that's why like the most unique witch that I've um, seen. Also, this is literature since so it was written by Roald Dahl, and it's also getting a remake. So I'm it'd be interesting to see the remake and how they did that because I personally like the first movie, like the movie adaption of the book, and I've also read the book. So it's pretty cool seeing like um your childhood books become movies and. It was pretty scary when I watched it as a kid, but now growing up, it's like, it's pretty good. It's a well-done book, and it even has um, uh, Mr. Bean in it, so it's pretty funny. And, yeah, and it's, and if you think about that book and movie, it's basically um, a story about kids being kidnapped by, um, uh, I guess, cunning women that just don't like kids because they smell like poo so yeah so it'd be interesting to see the a, re a remake to the witches and i can't remember who's doing that as a director but it'll be interesting but if it doesn't live up i'm i'm kind of like against some of the uh remakes and reboots if you haven't noticed like i like them if 
I know that the original was horrible. Like Dune, for example. I didn't really like watching the movie Dune. It was like really weird. But I hear they're going to be making a remake of that one. And I'm actually excited to see the remake of that. So we'll see. And the second different type of witch that we would see in cinema, again, this is from literature as well, and this is the Wicked Witch of the West from The Wizard of Oz. The Wicked Witch of the West is different because it has green skin, and green can sometimes be associated with jealousy. So maybe the green witch was jealous of the good witch being like a good person and stuff and something that she could never be, so that's something that was like a good symbolism right there that was brought to the cinema. So I'm thinking that's why they did the green skin, or maybe they just wanted her to stand out. And green can also be associated with death. So maybe she was like looking deathly ill or something like that, and they put like green skin on her to make her stand out more. Kind of like what happened with, <laughs> with um, The Simpsons, where their skin is yellow, and the creators wanted their skin to be yellow so they can stand out more when they're being like um, viewed on television and be like, hey, it's a Simpsons, how can you tell? Oh, the yellow skin. So yeah, so there's that. And also what's really interesting is, uh, well, she has minion of uh, flying monkeys and, and also <laughs> the Winkies who love Oreo cookies. <laughs> and she is apparently deathly allergic to water, or maybe it's holy water since she's a witch, and witches are evil, and I guess evil cannot exist with um, holy water. So, yeah, and she just has like the same reactions that um, the aliens from Signs do. And there's a fun theory behind Signs that <laughs> those aliens that we would see on there aren't actually aliens, that they're actually demons, and that the water that's being um, left over all over the place is holy water, and that's why it burned their skin. So I like that theory. So maybe the theory goes with the Wicked Witch of the West. Maybe the water that... Um, made her melt was holy water so there you go and a third different type of witch that's out there is the white witch from the chronicles of narnia and this witch is really interesting because she is very cunning she's also very beautiful and witches are normally like with pointed nose and chin and warts galore and stuff like you can think um a lot of old movies that do that and even with like monty python when they were accusing one of the ladies to be a witch because they put a nose on her and also she said that she had a wart and stuff so if she has a wart she's definitely a witch and stuff so yeah but anyway going back to um, the white witch this one is like a good symbolism of satan if you think about it this way because Satan is like anti-everything, and sometimes the word anti could mean like mere image of. So with, with the white witch, she's white. So white indicates purity. And so the witch is trying to act as a nice person, trying to act like Christ, trying to be white. And, and sometimes like Satan does deceive you that way, that they appear as an angel of light. So that's how, that's a good symbolism right there with this story. And also, uh, she is a woman. So sometimes like a woman can be associated with like um, appealing, so like attractive, so that um, people are lured to her and stuff like that. Because sometimes like with Satan, the way that he works with like uh, making a sin, he 
tries to make it seem like it's appealing, like it's attracted, attracted to us. It's attractive to us. So then we are drawn in and then we do sin. So that's another interesting symbolism with the white witch and Satan. And another thing is like with the white witch, uh, she turns everything into stone. That could be another symbolism of like um, two ways, uh, making people idle like stop where they are and just like idling their time and just becoming lazy so and that's how satan tries to get you like if you're spending too much time on your phone or if you're doing something that you're not supposed to be doing and just idling your time and becoming like an idol like a statue in this case and also uh turning everybody to stone it can be like hardening people's hearts like making it so that they uh, never soften their hearts. And it says in the scriptures that you should come unto Christ with a broken heart and contrite spirit. So if you have a hard, if you have a hard heart or if your heart is made of stone, it's hard for you to come to Christ that way. So there's that symbolism that's really cool. The other symbolism is like she is ruling Narnia and it's always winter but never Christmas. And taking the consideration like uh, with it being like never Christmas. And that's the way like Satan works, like trying to make it so like um, um, you'll have like, like it's the saying in some literature, like it'll be like a cold day in hell. So that's like another thing, like she's ruling hell, like having hell on earth, or in this case, hell on uh, Narnia. And where it's like, Hell freezes over in this case, so it like works perfectly, and it's like very poetic when you think of it that way. And having no Christmas, that's like another way of like having no Christ in Christmas this way. So it, I think that's like really cool symbolism that way. So yeah. So like as an overview, I was just talking about hocus pocus and two and what. I personally want to happen and what happened in the, in the sequel of the book and what we should expect or can expect for the sequel to happen for Disney Plus. And I also talked about different types of witches in both literature and in cinema. Oh, and I just realized this. Uh, the White Witch from Across the Narnia is also in literature. So yeah, we've got like three different types of uh witches that were portrayed in literature and also in cinema. So there you go. And, and tune in with me next time as I talk more about what I enjoy talking about, which will be books, movies galore, and pop culture references, or just anything that just sparks my interest and just needs to be talked about. So until then, toodles. <laughs>